Welcome, welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and I'm so excited to be here with you tonight, as always. And tonight, I'm talking about conquering fear and anxiety. So many people struggle with this, so I'm going to be sharing tonight how to conquer that, and also, I'm going to be sharing some personal things with you tonight that I think are really going to bless you. But first, I want to pray. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now for this time together. Lord, I thank you that your word is truth. And I pray, Lord, that as I open my mouth tonight, Lord, that you would fill it. Lord, let, let my words be your words, Lord. Lord, I just thank you right now. And I pray, Lord, that the words spoken tonight, the truth of your word, Lord, would lock deep and sink deep into the hearts and minds of those who hear. And that they would live better because of it. Lord, we just thank you, we praise you, we give you all the honor and glory right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I see you guys jumping on. It's so wonderful to see you and to be here with you. So, you know, it's really awesome that I'm hearing that these broadcasts are really making a difference in people's lives. You know, I was on the phone uh, with someone yesterday it was beautiful. I had a wonderful testimony um, from a woman. Her first name is Stephanie, and she was saying that um, that she used to struggle with migraine headaches so badly every day that she was actually taking medication for it. I mean, I wish I, I had it on video, but I think I'm or on tape, but I think I'm going to have her share her testimony on the broadcast because it was just absolutely wonderful. And she's in a whole nother state, but I'm gonna see if we can do it virtually, maybe a side by side kind of thing. But anyway, she was telling me that because of these broadcasts, she has really learned what it means to have Christ in her. She really gets it and how to use her God-given authority over those migraines and she doesn't have them anymore. And she said that her husband asked if he should refill her medication and she said, no, I don't need it. So that was just wonderful. And then, um, and there's more to the story as well, but I'm gonna let her share it uh, one day soon on here. So then today, today I was on the phone with someone else and it was like a completely uh, different story where this woman was telling me that she has really been struggling with a spirit of fear and especially for the last two weeks and it's resulting in nerve pain and high blood pressure and all this kind of stuff and you know so we were on the phone for a little while and she said that you know she listens to the word and she'll for example watch you know one of my videos and she said she feels strong after she's re you know read the word or listened to one of my videos or you know something from maybe someone else but then she said as the day goes on she just forgets about it and then the fear and the stress and the anxiety and everything comes back you know and i just i, I just said to her no 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 i said okay first of all stress comes from a spirit of fear. Think about it. We all have things going on every day and we all have the same 24 hours in a day, right? Listen, and this isn't, don't ever compare yourself to someone else and look around and say, well, they get so much done. Wow, they have five kids and they get all that stuff done. Listen, we're all different. I know my capacity. There's only so much that I can get done in a day. You know, and I, I try not to put too many things on the list because there's something about when you check off 
your list, it makes you feel good, like you've accomplished something, right? So you don't want to go and overload that. But at the same time, so we, we talked about how, uh, you know, stress and how it's been affecting her because it comes because she's not focused on the right things. And she actually said that she's starting, she's been starting to envision herself with a brace on. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. She's too young for this garbage. And, and honestly, nobody should have to deal with that. Nobody, right? Not if you've got Christ living in you. She is a believer. So, okay. So what I explained to her was that she's not focused on by his stripes, you were healed. And if anything, when a, when the enemy throws a thought at her, she's been entertaining that. And if you don't kill that thought right away, cast it down right away, right? Second Corinthians 10, four and five, you got to cast down every thought that tries to make itself higher than the word of God. And any thought that comes, that's not in agreement with the word of God, you know where that comes from. Total opposition that's from the enemy. You got to cast it down and say no. Now, so I'll tell you this. Okay. Well, we know that fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. Second Timothy 1 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. That's the Holy Spirit in you, right? But a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. A sound mind is peace, right? Okay. So, I helped her to remember that Christ lives in her. Okay, he's not leaving. Okay, this is the thing. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so he's not just with her. You know, I, I just have to say this. Should I go there? Well, anyway, recently I was at a church service and I was listening, you know, during the worship and and the the person leading worship was saying, he's with me, he's with me, he's with me. And that's wonderful, but I felt like screaming, he's in you, he's in you, he's in you. He's not just with you, he's in you. And the thing is, when you hear, um, when you hear people say like, you know, God is with you, or, you know, I know for me, if I think about the words, you know, with me or the Holy Spirit is with me, right? God with me. That makes me feel like when I'm walking, he's walking right next to me, right? And that he could leave at any moment. Do you guys feel like that too? I mean, the thing is, is, and, and the woman that I spoke with on the phone, she was saying that she hears, you know, different preachers and things and people saying, you have to call the Holy Spirit down. You have to call him, ask him to come down and you have to, you know, uh, ask him to fill you and all this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And it's messages like that that are causing confusion in the body of Christ. The truth is he's not with you. He's in you. Yes, he's with you because he's in you, but he's not just with you. I'm just, I, I'm driving this home because I really want you to get this. When you really understand Christ in you, in you, he lives in you, he dwells in you, he's not leaving. If you ask the Holy Spirit his address, he's going to say, you. Where do you live, Holy Spirit? In you. If you're a believer, the Holy Spirit is in you. He's not just with you. Okay, I just have to drive it home because too many people are listening to messages and it's causing confusion and bringing mixed messages. And 
I'm telling you, I pray that we just all grow up that, that into the mature sons of God that he has called us to be. I say sons of God because I'm identifying with Christ. He is the son of God. We are his body. He is the head. Okay? Men, you're also the, bar, the bride of Christ. Right? Okay. So, oh my gosh. Okay. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people. Right? He was with them. And then he would leave, right? He's not, it's not like that anymore. Now, because of the resurrection of Christ, right? Galatians 4, 6 says that God sent the spirit of his son, the spirit of his son to live in you, in your heart, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. How can we say Abba, Father? Jesus said that because we are joint heirs with Jesus. We are God's kids, right? He sent Christ to live and dwell in you. Okay. So Colossians 1:27 says Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm telling you, I have to back this up with the word because you've got to get this once and for all. He's not with you. And then, you know, sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. You got to call him down. You got to, you know, Jesus said, rivers of living water will flow from your belly. They're not flowing from the throne of God. You don't have to call them down. They're going to flow from your belly into people because Christ is in you. Okay. I hope you never get tired of hearing this because I'm always going to be preaching this and speaking this. And it's what I'm supposed to do. So glory to God. Okay. Galatians 2.20, it's no longer I that live, but Christ in me. There you go again. Paul spent his whole ministry trying to help people to understand Christ in them. Christ in them. That if you are, you know, in Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in you, dwells, lives, abides. He's with you forever. He's not leaving you. He's not leaving. Okay. So this morning, getting back to, you know, the whole fear and anxiety this morning, while I was making breakfast, I, I, I'm, I'm just transparent here. I have to be forever with you, right? I felt this spirit of fear trying to come on me. I felt it. I, I just had like this nervousness inside and this feeling of anxiety and like this fearful feeling. And I'm telling you, I didn't like it. I knew that it wasn't from the Lord. I knew that it was an attack of the enemy. And I'm telling you, I was like, no. I literally stopped in my tracks. I stopped what I was doing. And I just kind of, you know, I was doing stuff. And I just turned and I said, no. I said, I'm not having this. And I said, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. And I think it was something that stemmed from yesterday that I didn't deal with. And... I was still kind of thinking about it only now because I hadn't dealt with it. It kind of crept into my heart and mind and now it started plaguing me. Right. And I was like, no. So I, I, and I knew it, it was just like this, this nervous feeling. And I, I said, I'm not having this. And I just said, father in Jesus name right now, I repent for having come into agreement. Listen, even for entertaining it right yesterday. Listen, I get it. Thoughts come and they come, but you've got to cast them down right away and speak against it. If it's something that is making you feel, you know, worried, discouraged, 
um, you know, anything that opposes the word of God. So, you know, I, I guess I, I must have come into agreement with it, meaning entertained it, not just entertained it, but then was like, oh, hmm, yeah, hmm, no. So I repented on the spot and I just said, Lord, I repent for having come into agreement with that spirit of fear, you know, um, and any spirit that's attached to that, that opposes the word of God, Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. And then I said, you spirit of fear and anxiety, I command you. And I think I had my, I was like this, I had like one hand like, like on my belly and the other one on my head. And I said, in Jesus' name right now, I command you to leave now, right now, in Jesus' name, you go. And I said, and I speak um, the, the peace of my Lord Jesus Christ to my heart and mind right now, right now. In Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, literally, literally, I felt that thing just lift and go. I felt it. I'm telling you, fear is a spirit, and that is how you get rid of it. Mm. So I, I had to share that with you tonight because, you know, when I was speaking with that, um, the, that awesome woman on the phone today, and she was telling me about this fear, I'm like, no, no. And then I told her about what happened to me this morning and how I dealt with it and just commanded that thing to go. Remember, you rule and reign. You have your God-given authority over all the works of the devil. Jesus gave you his authority over all the works of the enemy. Luke 10, 19, okay? So, let me see. You've got to recognize when something is going on in you and it's just not feeling right. Now, I'm not talking about when you're, when you're standing on the word of God for something, right? And you're, you're not to be moved by what you see, what you feel. But I'm talking about where, you know, you get thoughts that come in and then all of a sudden you are moved. No, you need to repent for that and command any spirit of fear to go. And you stand and you declare the word of God. And I'm telling you, that thing left and I was in peace and I'm still in peace and I'm staying in peace. <laughs> I just was like, mm, I can't stand the enemy. And I hope you feel the same way. And I told this woman too today, I said, you know what? You are too focused on what the enemy is doing. And that so many people, that's the issue, you know? And even where sickness is concerned, Jesus showed me. He showed me when people stay sick, it's because they're focused on their sickness. So here's something else that I want to share with you. This is something that happened to me personally, and I, and I have shared the story, um, you know, early on about um, the cyst that I had on my wrist that grew back three times. Twice, I had it surgically removed, and the third time, I spoke to it, meant it, no double-mindedness, where I was like commanding and then did it go. Uh-uh. Nothing happened the first time and the second time when I spoke to it because the Lord showed me I was being double-minded. I would speak and then I'd go, did it? That's double-minded. Uh-uh. But the third time, you know, after God showed me how to receive healing, you know, for myself, and it, he showed me that when people stay sick, and sick can mean in pain, it can mean you have an abnormal growth that shouldn't be there. I'm telling you, I know this to be true. And when you have experienced the power of God, no one can ever take it away from you. And I've experienced it 
more than a few times now. And so I'll just, I'll, I'm trying to get through it quickly. All right, well, let me just tell you what happened quickly. So the first time, you know, that, that, that grew, it, it was a cyst on my wrist that grew to be like the size of a, a little BB. And so I had it surgically removed, right? Cause I'm commanding it, nothing's happening. And I'm like, what's up? So then the second time it grew back, I had, the doctor had to cut midway deep. And he told me that there was another one even growing up under that, that wasn't even attached. So hello, that was a root. When something keeps growing back in the same place, it's a root that needs to be killed, right? So, okay. So the second time I had the surgery, he cut midway deep and he said, it's really going to hurt tomorrow. And I was, and I'm thinking, well, how bad can it hurt? You know, there was a little butterfly stitch on it. Well, anyway, I, I can't go into the whole, you know, detail of it because we'll run out of time pretty quick, but I will just tell you that the next morning, the pain was crazy. It was unbearable and I'm not one to run to, you know, ibuprofen or whatever. I was laying in bed. My husband had left already. He leaves early in the morning and I just said, Lord, I was, I was mad. I was in so much pain and I was like, Lord, I said, you have to show me what to do right now. This is unacceptable. I was so mad, but he loves that. Cause what did I do? I went to him with my whole heart not a human being. I went with my whole heart. You need to tell me what to do right now. I put a demand. God loves when you put a demand on him because he knows you're in it with him, with your whole heart. And immediately the Holy Spirit, and it was a clear, clear thought. I knew it was the Holy Spirit because it wasn't me. And he said to me, when people stay sick, I wasn't sick. I was in pain. Same thing. He said, when people stay sick, it's because they're focused on their sickness and not on my stripes. And I was like, whoa. And I knew what to do in that moment. And there laying in bed, I literally pictured the Lord Jesus above me getting those stripes on his back, bleeding. He, you know, the Bible says he was marred. He was, he was disfigured more than any other human being. Oh my gosh. And he did it for you and for me, right? That's how much God loves us. And Jesus, my God, he is God. He's amazing. So in any event, I sat there and I pictured him and all that precious blood just saturating my wrist, saturating my wrist. And then after about, when I had the picture really clear for about 30, 45 seconds, I said, Lord, I receive what you did for me. I said, this is an insult to you for me to have this pain, right? After what he did, oh my gosh. And if you can't picture it, Google, go on YouTube and, and just type in passion of the Christ dash scourging, right? Or beating, you know, scourging, like S-C-O-U-R-G-I-N-G, um, scourging, right? And you will see that, that depiction. And, and I say the passion of the Christ because it's probably the most accurate of any movie that I've ever seen of, oh my gosh. It, and I, you, well, I couldn't watch it without crying. I still cry. You know, if I see it, it's just what he did out of gratefulness and just the fact that he went through all of that for you and for me. But in any event, so I said, this is an insult to you. And I said, Lord, I receive what you did for me. I receive it right now. And I said, I command every bit of pain to go now. And I receive my healing in your precious name, Lord Jesus. And that's what I did. And so help me God. And then I just went, 
I put my arm, because I couldn't even go like this without excruciating pain, and I went, and there was no pain. And I went, and there was no pain, and I went, and there was no pain, and I jumped out of bed, ah, praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord, and I knew it, and I knew how now to handle it for myself, how to receive healing for myself. I had to be focused on his stripes, not on anything that was going on in my body that shouldn't be there, right? Okay. Long story short, six weeks later, the thing grew back again, a third time. Okay? Grew back again. And I was like, huh. I was sitting in church and I remember I nudged my husband and I was like, look at this. And he goes, like, well, you know what to do because I had told him, you know, what happened with the pain and all that. So I let it go for like two weeks. Don't ask me, you know, why do you let things go, right? I don't know. I just, I let it go. And and then a couple weeks later, I said, you know what? Enough's enough. And I did the same exact thing again. And this time it was a growth. Like it would have had to be removed again. But I was like, no, this is the answer. Jesus is the answer, period. Whether it's pain, whether it's a tumor, whether it's cancer, whether it's anything. By his stripes, you were healed. And you need to command it and tell, tell your body what you want it to do in Jesus' name. Knowing that the power of God is on that thing and it will obliterate it. So anyway, so I, again, I got the same vision again of him getting those stripes. I was in tears again. And I just, and then I said, Lord, I said, in your name, I receive your healing. And I said, I curse the seed and the root of this cyst. And I command it to dry up and die at the roots in your name, Lord Jesus. I said, and I'm not checking it. As far as I'm concerned, it's done. And I didn't check it. So help me. And then two days later, Mike and I, my husband and I, we were at dinner. Not at dinner. We were just in our kitchen downstairs. And we were sitting there eating dinner. And all of a sudden, I was like this, you know, but like on the table and just backing up to show you. And I felt this dry patch. And I went, oh. And I was like, Babe, look, I rolled that thing up into a little ball and flicked it off and it has never grown back from this day. Maybe you can see it. And I even commanded the scar tissue to be dissolved. There's no, it's flat. There's no scar tissue, but there is a mark. And I tell you, it's a reminder. Can you see that? Of what the Lord did. And it really looks kind of like an anchor and it has never grown back. And that was about seven years ago, but there is, oh my gosh, we're almost out of time, but there's another story, one last story that I have to tell you about that I've not shared yet, and it's just this, okay? A year and a half ago in July, I don't, I don't know the day, I just know it was July, I tore my right rotator cuff. I tore it, and I was going up the steps in my office, and I tripped and I fell. And I fell, and my arm went back, and I knew it wasn't good, and I was like, oh my goodness, Oh my goodness, I did nothing about it. I was just like, no, I'm okay, I'll be okay, I'll be okay. It was a lot of pain, but I did nothing about it. And then, like, it over like the course of the next few months, it got so painful that I couldn't even sleep at night. Even if I went on my other shoulder, it would just ache. If you've ever torn a rotator cuff, maybe you know, you know what I'm talking about. And it just would ache. And I would feel the Holy Spirit over me going, how long are you going to put up with this? Now, when I say over me, he's in me. But I'm saying, you know, you get that impression, that, that still small voice speaking to you. And I literally, like, I would feel like the presence of God and the Holy Spirit saying to me, 
how long are you going to put up with this? And I was like, I know, I know. And you think like, why didn't I just do something about it? You know, sometimes I'd be like, in Jesus name, but you know what? Flippantly, no good. Nothing happened. And here's the, here's the worst part. I couldn't lift my arm past like, past like right here. I couldn't lift my arm. I couldn't, I, I was just like incapacitated. It was awful, right? Meanwhile, I would pray for other people. They would get healed. And one day I said, Lord, I said, why is it that I can pray for other people and like they'll get healed and like, you know, like what's going on with me? And the Holy Spirit said, because you want it more for them than for yourself. And I just went, because oh, it was true. It was true. When somebody needs it, I'm like, mm, let's go. When it's me, I was like, eh, you know, I'm telling you. And so, you know, it's just, and I would sit, I would, I would be in the mirror and I would say to the Lord, cause I'd be on the side, I'd be going, ah, like trying to, and I had gotten an MRI, torn the rotator cuff. I knew it. And so I went for two rounds of physical therapy, 12 sessions each. Now I knew that wasn't going to heal me. And I would tell God every day. I'd be like, oh, I know this isn't going to heal me. But what I would say is, Lord, I know it's going to be suddenly. I know you're just waiting on me to receive it because it's never on God's end. Jesus already paid the price. And I knew that. I knew that. And you, right? So you're like, yeah, so then why didn't you do anything about it? I don't know. I just didn't. Right? But then, and but I would say to the Lord, I know it's going to be a suddenly. I know it's just going to happen and you're waiting on me. I know you're waiting on me, right? Meanwhile, I was struggling with it. Like, what? Right? Doesn't make any sense. So, last March, eight months later, I go to a conference, right? And it, and at this conference, like, the, everybody just kind of started erupting a little bit, like praising God, giving glory to God. And I just was done. I was fed up. I was like, Lord, I said, today's the day, right now. I go, I'm receiving my healing right now. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm telling you I was ready. And I said, Lord, <coughs> excuse me one second. This is so cool. I said, Lord, when I count to three, I said, I'm going to lift my arm all the way up and it's going up in Jesus name. And I said, one, two, three and it went all the way up and I went ah and my friend Trisha was with me and she was like oh my gosh because she knew right and I just oh my gosh I just was like Lord you're so amazing you're so amazing you're so amazing I knew it was going to be a suddenly I knew and when I came home that day my husband was laying on the couch watching some tv right and I came in like around 5 36 o'clock and I said babe look and I turned around and I lifted my arm and he goes, oh my gosh, Lise. I said, today was the day. Today was the day. I was ready. I told the Lord, I'm ready. And you know what? I was so ready and I meant it. Like there was, I meant it. And you know, I talked last week about how faith pulls like gravity. I was ready. God knew. I meant it. There it was. There it was. And, you know, it's just amazing how sometimes we tolerate stuff, we put up with stuff. Why? We don't have to, right? But it's like, I can't even tell you to this day, it's like, did I have to be, I don't know why I put up with it. I shouldn't have, but I did, right? But when I was ready, that was it. 
just like with this, when I was ready, right? I let it go. When I saw it growing back and I was like, ah, I waited like another two weeks. And then I was like, all right, I'm fed up. Now this is it. You got to get fed up with whatever it is, because whatever you tolerate, it will consume you. It will take over, right? I know it firsthand, but I've seen God's goodness. Oh, so let me tell you the irony of this. We're just about out of time, but this healing occurred on Saturday, March, the, the weekend of March 10th. And this is how amazing God is. I didn't know this when I scheduled the healing event that's coming up, right? Near, uh, on, and it's on March 10th. And I, God brought it back to my remembrance. I just started laughing. I was like, Lord, you have the most amazing sense of humor. Because I'm telling you, people are going to, be, there's going to be explosive healings and miracles like everywhere. And I'm also going to be, you know, uh, talking about how to keep your healing, you know, and about Christ in you. And then for maybe anybody that isn't saved, they're going to want to give their lives to Christ that day and learn how to walk in it. So anyway, I'm just so excited. I hope that you enjoyed me sharing, you know, just from my life tonight. Um, I had more, but not, not as far as a story. Let me just see. I think that was it for the most part. I just wanted to give you a couple scriptures. <laughs> Romans 8, 11, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the death lives in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells within you, right? His spirit will quicken your mortal bodies. How? By the spirit that lives within you. Isn't that awesome? And then Romans 8, 9, you, however, are controlled not by the flesh, but by the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you. Oh my gosh. Do you see how much he talks about this? And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. So he isn't saved. He isn't born again, right? But you are. Okay. Guys, we're out of time tonight. But I really hope that this was a blessing to you tonight. You know how to get rid of fear and anxiety. Isaiah 26.3 says, When you keep your um, mind stayed on the Lord, he'll keep you in perfect peace. So remember that. Okay, and if this has blessed you tonight, boy, to me it went so quick, quickly. <clears throat> Make sure that you share this everywhere you can and let's advance God's kingdom together. I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And make sure you spread the word about the event as well because maybe you know someone in the Northeast, even if you're not there, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, um, the surrounding uh, places. And um, anyway, I'll look forward to seeing you again really soon. I love you. I bless you in Jesus. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Good night.